Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. This is an upside-down kingdom. The Bible is the precondition for the manifestation of truth. If I were sure that I loved God, what would I do? Kingdom Culture Conversations, welcome today. This is uh, November 1st. Uh, Hard to believe we're in November already. And uh, it's getting cooler out. It's been so nice in Phoenix. And a couple things coming up in um, the Northwest Christian community is on November 9th, at 0850, we have our Veterans Day Chapel and uh, really would welcome anyone um, that has served or is currently serving or just wants to um, uh, honor uh, these veterans uh, with our whole school to come on out to our uh, football field. We actually have a mounted color guard uh, this year, which is going to be pretty pretty fun. The kids will really like seeing that. We have, uh, uh, we're going to interview a family from Northwest Christian, the Hastings, who she's a a colonel, and uh, he's enlisted, and uh, and their kids go to school here. So come on out for that. But uh, um, welcome to November, and uh, I am here today without Mr. Jeff Brown, and uh, so I'm talking to myself a little bit, but I'm not alone in the International Podcast Headquarters. I'm here with Anthony Nemo um, from Hope Partners International and Jackson and Lindsay Schlesinger. Um, how are we doing today? Wow. Doing well, thank you. Yeah, well, are you enjoying the cool weather? Yes, it's yeah. 55 degrees on the way to school this morning. Isn't that nice? Perfect. Had the windows open last night. Yes. And uh, Anthony, you're up in Prescott, yep. correct? And uh, and uh, how's the weather up there? It's chilly. Okay. Yeah, yeah we've uh, already been down in the freezing. So Okay, good for you. Yeah. Obviously, we're not here to talk about weather um, because you can just look on your iPhone app thing and see what the weather is. But um, Anthony Nemo is uh, uh, on staff with Hope Partners International. And uh, can you just tell me a little bit about Hope Partners International, Anthony? Yeah, thanks for so much for letting me be a part of this today. Yeah. And fun to be in the international uh, <laughs> podcast recording studio. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Hope Partners, we are a Christ-centered ministry uh, whose mission is to rescue children hmm. and transform their lives through acts of compassion in Jesus' name. And, yeah. uh, and so that's what drives us. We have a heart for children that are marginalized, abandoned. And, and so what we do, the way that we care for children is we go into some of the most impoverished areas and we establish what we call a Hope Center. It's a facility um, right there in the slums. In, it serves the children in the slums and it provides things like meals for them every day. It provides relationship. It, there's education, wow. mentoring. Uh, there's some medical care. Um, but at the heart of it, we want to see children's lives transformed. And so we show them the love of Christ. We sh- share with them about Christ. And, um, and then also along with that, education is a huge piece. Yeah. Uh, you know that education opens doors for kids. And, uh, and so we, we have a real strong emphasis there as well. And, and how long has Hope Partners International been around? Uh, we're, we've been around now for just over 10 years. Okay. And what was the genesis of this um, organization? 
Yeah, you know, God had kind of, we were all involved in different sorts of ministries, and uh, and we sat around the table, and this was a, a kind of a dream that we had had. And we so you, were, you were a part of this? You were part of the to beginning? Be a part, okay. I got to be a part of uh, sitting at the table when we wow. started this. And so, yeah, it's been a journey. You know, for me, I was... It was when I was in college, I spent some time serving in Africa, and that's really when the Lord began to impress on me. Number one, he could use me in ways that I never thought he could. Right. And, and secondly, he, he just put this um, burden on my heart for children suffering around the world. And so, you know, 20, 20 years later, I uh, got to be a part of starting up Hope Partners. And wow. So, yeah. And Hope Partners is where? Um, all over the country, yeah. all over the world. But where are your, your main... Uh, uh, they call them Hope Houses. Yeah, Hope Centers. Hope Centers. Yeah, yeah, so we have eight Hope Centers in six countries on five continents. So we're in Costa Rica, Venezuela, uh, Kenya, India, Sri Lanka, and Romania. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. And uh, where was the first one? First one was in Costa Rica. Okay. And uh, is that the one that Jackson and Lindsay and Josh and Abigail went to this summer? That is the one that they went to, yep. The OG, if you will. The OG. <laughs> the OG Hope yes. Center. Yep. And uh, Jackson, you're a junior here at NCS. Yes, I am. And uh, you had the opportunity with your mom and sister and dad to go to um, the Hope mm-hmm. Center last year. Yeah. Uh, what was that all? What was that like? Oh, it was just a crazy experience. So we got, uh, right as we landed on the plane, we got greeted by our friendly translator. Her name was Lucy. She just had the biggest smile, and she actually was from Costa Rica, so... She was just super cool to be with the whole time and stuff. Um, once we actually got to the Hope Center, it was really cool to just see all the love that the leaders had for the children there and yeah. all that they provided for them. We saw kids lining up to get their food. That was packaged at the orphanage, which was just so cool. Well, not orphanage, the Hope Center. The Hope Center, yeah. yeah. Is it somewhat, Anthony, of an orphanage, or is it um, what's the, where your children come from? Yeah, some of our Hope Centers are like an orphanage, uh, the ones in India, Romania, but the other ones really are a place where uh, the child lives with a family member, okay. and they come to the center. So it's more of a day center uh, where they'll receive a meal, they'll have some mentoring, there'll be programs they can be involved in, but, and at the end of the day, they head back home. Okay, and how do they get plugged into the Hope Center? It's something that they, you know, people in the community know about, and yeah. uh, and so all children are welcome. Um, and so we have about 450 kids um, that that are part of the the feeding program on a daily basis. They'll come for a okay. meal, and then probably about half of that um, are involved regularly in the programs that we have going on. So it's it's up to the kid, depending yeah. on how how much they want to get involved. And I could ask you about a hundred more questions mm-hmm. about these places. What's the What's the website? Just so we can put that in the show notes. If someone wants to look up more about this organization, yeah, HopePartners.org. Okay, HopePartners.org. Check that out because again, that'll answer a lot more questions and see what you're doing. But Lindsay, again, you had an opportunity last summer to go with your church mm-hmm. and uh, a team with your son and your daughter and your husband. How How Amazing. cool is that? best vacation we've ever taken to go and see your kids serve yeah life-changing yeah so we're going back again because we all loved it so much and something that i loved about hope partners was the last day they gave us a sticker saying like you're a hope partners advocate and i was like this is perfect like we are because it's it's a comprehensive ministry they don't just feed people or clothe people or teach people english they do all of it and that that really impressed me because 
Um, they know exactly how many f- families they feed every day. They'll say, like, we have 432 moms coming to pick up their rice and beans in a minute. Yeah. And, or um, there had been a storm right before they were there, and they were like, 117 families lost their houses in that storm. It wasn't just, like, a bunch of people. It was like, we know, know. these people because they're thoroughly connected to the people in the community. And so, um, you know, the moms come every day and get food for their families. And um, But then the kids are involved, like, they have tutors in America who tutor these kids online and teach them English because if wow. they can learn English, they have a chance at life. Yeah. We worked, we were the, the week that we went, we worked with fifth and sixth grade kids and they come to camp twice a summer. And we said, are they going to be bored with us? Because they've already come to camp um, earlier in the summer. And they said, oh, no, no, <laughs> they, they yeah. won't be bored. Yeah. And um, for them, like their moms got them all dressed up to come to camp and they don't have showers or anything. They take like bucket baths and clean up their kids to send them to this exciting camp. And the kids, they they have rescued them. Like these kids all have a knowledge of who Jesus is and salvation yeah. in Jesus. And then their focus is the transformation. So we got to be mm-hmm. a part of the discipleship during that week, which was really cool. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, and to do that with your, again, with your family yeah. and off the charts. Uh, I know last... Uh, uh, last April, I think it was, that uh, your father-in-law got to go to Mexico with yeah. myself and four of his grandkids. Yeah. Um, that was pretty special, huh? And Jackson, was, on that yeah. trip. And mm-hmm. um, and I'm just going to go back to you, Jackson, for a second. You, you've been pretty involved in our Kids' Kingdom trips. Yeah. Um, what made you want to go to that when you were in eighth grade? I'd always heard the stories, um, like life-changing, all that stuff. And I was like, I really want to be a part of that. Yeah. And so I signed up. My parents approved. My sister had never gone, so I was the first of us to go. My dad had gone, but I went and I just experienced this, like, joy that's just unexperienceable. Yeah. And just to see, like, the smiles on their faces when you wake up or the hugs you get when you get off the vans, playing with those kids is just and it's so hard to leave. Yeah. And it just makes you coming back for more and more and more. And I come home and I realize how little we have here. Yeah. We, like, we have so much, but the joy we have is just so little. Um, and down there, you just experience it all the time. And so it's just like makes you want to go back and you start just craving that joy. When you hear this podcast, we'll actually be coming back mm-hmm. um, from Mexico a couple of days before that. But um, and, and then you got to go to Costa Rica. They're a little different. Yeah. Um, a little different. What were some highlights of your of your trip in Costa Rica? I really enjoyed the bonding with our team that we went down there with because it was a bunch of people that I didn't know. From a, We had a very variety of ages there. I was the youngest kid there. And we were up to, like, there's grandparents there. And so it was just cool to see us all come together. We all had different strengths and talents. And to come together as one big team to go serve down there was just really cool. Yeah. Was uh, was there other high school students besides you and your sister? Or was there other? No, we were the only two high school students. And then there were a couple college kids. A couple so. college kids. Okay. And then, Lindsay, what did a day look like um, on this trip? And, and just so you guys kind of know, we're going to go again, like Lindsay said. Yeah. We're going again. And uh, the dates are going to be July 8th through the 15th. Um, so mark that in your calendar if this is interesting to you. But just it, uh, we know what a day is like at Kids Kingdom. And, but I want to, what's a day like in, in, and what's the city in Costa Rica? Or what's the, because uh, Costa Rica is the country. I forgive my geographical ignorance. Yeah. yeah, the city, the area is called Pavas. It's on the outskirts of San Jose. Okay, roger that. Um, so the 
One day we got to go to the church that is integrally connected to uh, the Hope Center, and we got to go to a Spanish-speaking service, which I loved. Um, And then every day after that, we went to, in the mornings, we went to a school in Pavas. And um, when you picture a school, um, I think this is the only place the kids had flushing toilets, and there's no windows. It's just rebar windows. And we got to do some... Um, renovation work on the school and that was really cool because the kids thought we were amazing to come do this for their school one little girl she must have not been there for a couple days and then she walked up and saw what we had done and she dropped everything in her arms and she was like oh que bonita and she started running around and hugging all of us because she was so thankful for what we had done to her school and to us it seemed you know just tedious and insignificant but to her it was like transforming um so uh, in the morning, the worker peop- uh, the, those of us that love work got to do work. And then in the afternoon, we got to go to the Hope Center. And I would say we kind of put like on a VBS. So uh, we're looking for teams of Bible teachers, uh, teams of rec coordinators, and then teams of craft coordinators. And uh, we all, we, we put them through stations and did kind of a VBS with them in the afternoon. And then they go back to their homes in the evening. Um, they, some of them come back to the Hope Center for mentorship to be, a, a, be involved as a mentor kid. I don't know what the right word is. Um, then people from the church mentor kids in the community as well. So they're not just being fed, but they're being taught. They're being discipled. They're being mentored. It's very thorough in what they do. So that's what our, our days look like mostly. But, and then after, after we go to Lope Center, I come back to the hotel and we eat dinner and stuff. And then we have like our own discussion afterwards, which is kind of mm-hmm. like a devotional time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have people, some interns from the Hope Center will come and like talk to us about our day and stuff. And like, so like one night we had this girl named Paula, which is one of the leaders at the Hope Center. And she gave us a talk about like, what do you have in your hands that God is calling you to use? And so there's just so much stuff like how Jesus, like that kid had the loaves and bread or the loaves and fishes and stuff. It's like, so what do you have in your hands to use? And that was what really gave us the mindset of our week is like, what is in your hands? So, And what can we do with these kids in one week? And someone would say, you can't really make a difference in a week. But I felt like, yes, you can. But also the people who run these camps every single week, we gave them an opportunity to kind of sit back and we did their jobs for a week because these people do what we did every single day of the year. And so we kind of gave them a break too. So they would say like, you guys are like a big hug to us because you come in and you give us some time off. It'd be like going to Kids Kingdom and saying to all of them, take the day off, we've got this. And so we kind of got to bless those leaders who we all fell in love with as well. Well, I'll just hit you one. If if people are saying you're not making a difference, they're, they're probably not making a difference anywhere. So if they need to calm down, haters are going to hate. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, come on, people. And how about we encourage um, this? So, Jackson, what are you, like, most looking forward to uh, this summer? Definitely the trip to Costa Rica. Like, <laughs> No, I, I mean, like, oh, oh. within that, yeah. within that July 8th through 15th. Yeah. Like, what's, why are you going back? I Just going back to experience what I experienced before and to see the people that I've seen there, like all the relationships that I built this past summer. Like um, one of like the two main leaders, their children and I have like really been friends. We text back and forth and stuff. And I was texting like, we're going back. And he was like, I'm so excited to see you. And it's just cool. Like all the relationships and the people that we've met, just to see them again and to see the kids again, it's just going to be so cool. Yeah. Anthony, uh, again, Lindsay kind of brought up a point. I hit it a little bit. There is some some discussion about whether short-term missions are good or not. Um, I believe they are. 
Um, what's been your uh, uh, interaction with short-term missions? Um, obviously, you, you don't need the teams, um, but they do. What's the? Is it a benefit to you? Yeah. Well, and I think Lindsay touched on something re- that's really important. Number one, it is it is a blessing to the staff that we have there when we have a team that comes and serves. Hmm. But even then, like what the kids experience in that week when the whole team is there, it's more than what they do on a day, daily basis. So those those two weeks that they get to experience what, what we what they consider camp, yeah. um, it it's huge. It's one of those things where they're learning about Jesus all year, but then that week is just super, those two weeks are super intense. So it, it, it is big. And, you know, I think what happens on the field um, is it multiplies the work that goes on on a, on a regular basis. But then I come yeah. back to, you know, here in Jackson, uh, he's excited just by what God's done in his heart. He's excited to get back there. But I'm I'm excited to see a team of, of uh, Northwest students that are going there. And, you know, Jackson can he can show them around and he, yeah. he can get yeah. people excited. And to be able to serve, you know, you got to serve with kind of a group at church very um, diverse in age, yeah. but this is going to be your your crew, and mm-hmm. I'm excited to see the way, well, not only what God does when you guys are there, but also the fire that you come back with, come and, back, yeah. and, uh, and I love that message that you shared of what's in our hands. You know, when, when you're there in Costa Rica or in Mexico serving, like, what is God calling you to? How has he blessed you? But coming back home, it's easy to put that aside, but my prayer is that as the team comes back, whether it's Mexico, Costa Rica, wherever, that you guys, like, hey, let's continue this serving. Let's yeah. use whatever God has in our hands. And this is really a springboard. These weeks away are a springboard to what God's calling us to back home. Amen. Amen. Uh, that's, that's big for me. Jackson knows this, and, and Lindsay as well. What I teach students is not um, uh, one of my mentors is named Father Greg Boyle out of L.A., and he's worked with gang members for 40 years. And... Uh, um, and he says, there's no us in them. There's just us. Mm-hmm. And for, for a young man, Jackson, to see, it's not Mexicans, Costa Ricans. It's, it's American. It's us. And Jesus is the great um, uh, bringer together. I don't think that's a word, but um, <laughs> I, will, I will take it. And uh, that's what we share. And that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Jackson, any, any kind of fun things that happened last summer? Like what's some... A, a story that that you remember. Um, a lot of the fun things we do as a team is we go down to like the farmers market the first day to just kind of experience the culture. Yeah. And so we go down and they give us some Costa Rican money and we go around and like buy the food for the week that's going to be served at the Hope Center. Okay. So it's really cool to just like do all that stuff, which is fun. Um, and we got to really see what Costa Rican culture like. was like. Uh-huh. There was a guy walking around with a piece of cabbage on his head, just okay. like as a hat. Yeah. And. It was different. We were we, people don't do that in America. No, <laughs> but that was a really no, practical. No, I do little sometimes, hat. but I try, people <laughs> don't on the like weekends. it. Yeah, and the the, the people in Costa, the the expression of Costa Rica is pura vida, like pure life, pure life. Mm-hmm. and how Jackson said in Mexico, like. They just have this joy that radiates out of them. And we look at them and we're like, they have nothing, but they have everything. Um, But they probably look at us like, you have everything, but you have nothing. And so there's just the the Costa Rican culture is Mm -hmm. so loving. They told us when you get to the Hope Center, our only rule is the kids will hug you and you're not allowed to let go first. And it's going to be awkward and it's going to be uncomfortable. And they do, they grab onto you and they hug you for so long. Mm. And then after a few minutes, they'll let go and you're like, wow, 
but they need that. There's yeah. not there's not a lot of dads in the culture. Okay. And um, and so uh, it's just a lot of moms trying to survive yeah. with these kids, and so they loved they loved the boys and yeah. seeing um, just positive males who love Jesus and Absolutely. can be an example for them. Um, the whole idea of the pure life thing is just so cool because it's written everywhere on the walls: pure vita, pure vita, pure vita, t-shirts, t-shirts, t-shirts. But it's so you experience it so well there, mm-hmm. like compared mm-hmm. to here. So. Another cool story was um, every day we do, like, this, like, song we learned. So all of us leaders learned it, and it was, like, just to, like, a, a what, what was that song? I don't even know. <laughs> it was, like, in Spanish? Spanish, but it was, like, a fun <laughs> worship song. And the first day everyone, like, kind of knows it. All the, like, the interns are on stage doing it. And, like, all the boys, like, the cool boys were in the back kind of just standing there. Mm-hmm. And then we're kind of like, all right, like, do the motions. And then by the last day, they were up on stage doing the motion, just experiencing, like, the cool joy because... Like, at school, they said once we get fifth grade, it's kind of like your time to become, like, a you either stay in school or you go out and join a gang. Like, that's kind of what they do. And so... Or get trafficked. Yeah. Yeah. And so for these boys to come to the Hope Center is just a chance to be free. You don't have to have the responsibilities you have at school and at home. You can just become... Be free, be yourself, and just have fun. And we really saw that through those kids on the stage, just dancing their hearts out, just loving Jesus, which is really cool to see. And then, Anthony, I know probably church is not the same as in America, but there are churches. And is that a big part of, of Hope uh, Partners? Yeah, it is. Like we, There's actually a, there is a church that's at the Hope Center. But okay. then also, before we launched the Hope Center, we first started by planning a, a church. Uh, so Ashley and Julia are the ones that went down from the U.S., planted a church. And, um, and so it's connecting kids. And the kids don't go to that church, but what's been neat is the mentors, many of the mentors come from that church. And so as, as Julio's led the church, help them understand that although there's wealth in, in Costa Rica, there's a lot of poverty. And yeah. so allowing God to, to really break the hearts of some of the Costa Ricans um, and, and, and just see the need of their people and, and to see how they've responded and gone in. And um, it, it's been really neat. That's so, amazing. Yeah, church is, is central. We, we plug them in. We, we do a wana with the kids. So mm-hmm. it just... A lot of different programs to, to point them to Jesus. That's great. That's great, uh, Lindsay. Why would uh, you're you're going to be leading this trip, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and talk to somebody that's on the fence. Like I'm not sure I should do this or not. Um, well, how I said earlier, like sometimes people think short term mission, short term missions. Yeah. What does that do? But I would say, often God does something in you instead of yeah. in where you're working. And I think those are always long term missions in your own heart and um it for us it was just i don't it was perfect it we was. loved it mm-hmm. um but to to serve alongside other people you you have a different bond with them after yeah. you serve with them oh yeah and um just the team is doing such hard work down there that you're like oh my gosh this was hard for one week i can't imagine doing this for oh, a yeah. year yeah. um and so that was it was, a, it was a good challenge for me because, like, we come back here and you're like, gosh, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> you yeah. know, like those people are daily looking at what God has put in their hands and, and working at it. Um, so I would say if you if you feel if you want to feel stretched, if you want God to push your heart and yeah. change you when when he comes back from Mexico, I'm always like, your heart's different. Yeah. Like, he And he says, you can feel God differently there. Mm-hmm. You put yourself in a position where you are desperately dependent on God every day. I don't speak Spanish. I'm a French teacher. What am I doing going to Costa Rica? Um, and it was really hard for me to not be able to communicate. And I was, my kids were doing better than me. And, um, 
And that was hard, and it pushed me, and it changed me. Yeah, so. love it. What about you, Jackson? Why would somebody, if somebody's on the fence and thinking mm-hmm. about this, what would you tell them? Just the joy that you're going to experience, yeah. the memories you're going to make, the places you're going to go. You don't just go to the Hope Center too on the last day. You also got to go do a do a little fun excursion. What's the word for that? excursion? And then yeah. you go like to see a waterfall of the ocean. But it's not just about that. No. It's about going and get your life changed, get your heart molded, and just to see God through those kids, which is really cool. Jackson has always thought that he might want to be a missionary. Yeah. And after going and doing this together, I was like, oh, okay, I can very much see that Praise for God. you. And like, what more could you want for your kid? Um, let me think. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I made you cry. Um, all I've been about and tried to be about is, is teaching students, teaching kids to, to give themselves away. So whatever that is, whether you're going to Costa Rica this summer, whether you're going to Africa, we have two teams going to Rwanda this summer. We have a team going to Mexico. Maybe your church is going on a missions trip. Maybe mm-hmm. um, maybe you're just going to do vacation and just and not just do vacation Bible school at your church mm-hmm. and people come to know Jesus. But find something um, that you can do to give yourself away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this love that we have is not meant to be held. It's meant to be given away. And Anthony, I'm so thankful for your heart to do this. Um, and Lindsay and Josh, for you guys to lead this trip for us. And, and again, Jackson, I love, I've been watching you for a while, uh, young <laughs> yeah. man. And I, I do, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, seven days from now, we'll be at the orphanage and yeah. uh, having a great time. And, and uh, so what, our trip is when again, just in case you it's didn't hear July me. July 8 to 15. And when I said Bible teachers that, I mean, we'll take any of the Bible teachers, but you don't have to be amazing to be a Bible teacher. We're, we will work as a team to, mm-hmm. to develop our Bible lessons and, um, and let God stretch you. Maybe, you know, Jackson. It, it sounded a lot like our um, kids clubs we do on Saturday. We yeah. have a craft mm-hmm. section, mm-hmm. we have a Bible Games, section, yeah. and we have a game section. So it's kind of, yeah. it's like uh, yeah. craft does for their VBS. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you don't have to have a Bible degree, is that what you're no, saying? Yeah. For I, sure, I was no. King Nebuchadnezzar, so I was, okay. I was a good king. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I did wear a crown. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, let ask God, what what can I do to be stretched? And yeah. maybe it's coming with us. Maybe it's serving at your church. Maybe it's who knows what it is, but God has something for all of us to yeah. do. It's figuring out what does he want you to do. That's right. So what's if you want to go hands? with us, we'll take you. Yeah. What's in your hands? So our website, if you want to apply for this trip, it's ncs.managedmissions.com slash our trips. And uh, it's up there. We're going to have a informational meeting on November 14th 14th at lunch in room lunch in room 103 103 okay and uh so we'll write that down lunch in room 103 on November 14th yeah and uh that'll be great we'll put that in the announcer and everything so thank mm-hmm. you so much Anthony um and uh, have a good trip back to Prescott and uh, Jackson, sorry you had to miss. Um, <laughs> what class did you miss to be in here? English. Oh. No, no, history, history, history. Okay, just, history. Okay. Just this. Yeah, we won't uh, <laughs> down. And thank you again, Ms. Schlesinger. Yeah, no problem. Um, Thanks for having us. God bless y'all. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit. Regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool, Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.